AB still can't figure out what the fuck to do with his helmet. Jesus Christ. I don't like my headset, but I sure as fuck still do this goddamn podcast, don't I? Any which way you look at it. AB is one spot right now. He's in one spot. And that is Mike Mayock's Doghouse. Let's go! Welcome in, everybody. It is August 19th, 2019. It is Monday. And it is also Draft Guide Day. Everybody by now who subscribes has a Draft Guide in their email right now. So if you have it, I suggest opening it up right now. Because we are going to go through this son of a bitch today. And just kind of go over some of the finer points so you can hear my voice on what's going on, how to read it, how to make sense of everything. But first, let's talk about this little A-B situation. So, this motherfucker wants to use an eight-year-old helmet and doesn't want to conform to safety regulations with the new equipment. Everybody's been bitching about it. Even Tom Brady has been bitching about it. But do you see Tom Brady holding out? No. Why? He's a fucking professional. That's why. The situation has gotten so bad that Mike Mayock, general manager of the Oakland Raiders, has basically told A.B., put up or shut up. It's time to just get to work. So everybody was wondering what was going to happen. Well, guess who showed up to camp today? Antonio Brown. How long that lasts? Who fucking knows? But at least he's in camp. I did drop him a little bit in the... Cheat sheet. And you'll notice that he does have does it he carries a bit of risk with him. But I have a hard time dropping him out of the tier three of wide receivers. Now when I say tier three, doesn't mean he's a wide receiver three. Because the first tier consists of DeAndre Hopkins, the second tier consists of only Devontae Adams. So tier three starts with Michael Thomas and ends with Antonio Brown. Now take it for what it's worth. He does, like I said, he does carry a bit of risk because this horseshit circus that he's got going on 
just cannot stand whatsoever. Hopefully he practices all week. If he practices all week, we have our drafts on Saturday. It's the you know National Fantasy Football holiday. It's the, it's the big draft weekend. If he's there all week, then I think it's safe to say that we could we should draft him. And we can draft him. But that's at your discretion. If you don't want to take him, I have no care in the world whatsoever. A um, couple other wide receivers dealing with some issues. We have Amari Cooper, who apparently is dealing with uh, soreness in the plantar fasciitis of or plantar fascia of his foot gives me a little bit of hesitation. Is he going to experience more problems this season? I don't know. Never had it before. I mean, I've had I've had stress fractures in my foot. And they hurt like all hell, but it's not like you can't deal with it. Just requires a lot of rest during the week when the Cowboys aren't playing. We also have Keenan Allen who has an ankle issue. He'll be held out for the rest of the preseason, which is absolutely fucking fine with me. It's not like he doesn't know the damn system whatsoever. And, um... He should be good to go once week one rolls around. He's just above Antonio Brown in that tier three uh, with Amari Cooper. Not going to drop them out. But that's kind of like it's kind of like your little injury news there. Um, otherwise, not much going on. Alexander Madison, the running back for the backup running back. For Dalvin Cook, uh, <laughs> pretty much got just bent in half, specifically his leg. Uh, all reports are that he is fine. So if you're drafting, if you definitely if you're drafting Dalvin Cook, you're going to want Alexander Madison on your roster uh, as backup. So all good to go there. Uh, oh, DK Metcalf is. Going to have a small knee surgery. He supposedly should be good for week one. He's probably backing up a little bit on my on my cheat sheet. Just for the fact that the guy can't catch with his hands in the first place. But he does have a role in the offense for Seattle, so... It is what it is. Um, you want to take a shot at DK Metcalf, that's fine. Double-digit rounds, that's where I'd like to have him if I'm going to take him at all. Uh, Sterling Shepard is practicing without limitations uh, on that broken thumb. Uh, he's good to go. He's an incredible value. Uh, it's just whether or not what you believe that Giants offense is going to give to him. He... I should say the offense 
is going to be kind of limited. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley, I'm, I'm high on. Uh, he's going to be my second overall. Zeke is still my first. Zeke comes with, well, we'll get back to Zeke here in a second. But for the Giants offense, at least as the targets, Golden Tate has dropped, of course, because he's serving the four-game suspension, which means that you have Shepard and you have Evan Ingram in the passing game. Evan Ingram, I'm very high on. I have him right underneath uh, Hunter Henry in San Diego. I can't get away from Hunter Henry in the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> San Diego. LA Chargers offense. So they're kind of interchangeable. It's whichever one you prefer. Uh, they are in the same tier uh, right next to each other. O.J. Howard comes in behind him. Uh, just for this plain, simple fact, and you can see it in the preseason, that for whatever reason, Tampa Bay has way too many talented tight ends. That he... He's not competing for, for like, say, time from a starting standpoint. He's just going to be competing in certain matchups, in certain schemes, where they do pull in, say, Cameron Braid or a couple of the other tight ends. And I'm worried about the goal line work. Howard has the upside. Just be careful with it. There's too many red flags for me. As much as everybody wants to say O.J. Howard is the guy, there's so many red flags there that I just can't do it. All right. Now this done, let's go get into the draft guide, go through this a little bit. Specifically, the draft guide assistant um, and how to read it. First things we got on there is the play, uh, player ADP flow. This is the ADP flow is with each individual team and on the cheat sheet as well. It's just transferred from the team to the cheat sheet. And what it is, is it gives you each player's ranking based on their position and the overall ADP on average in drafts. And that's taken uh, from fantasypros.com. Uh, takes a variety of different sites, Yahoo, ESPN, uh, believe draft is even included in there. There's five weeks that are in there. And I understand that it kind of gets a little hard to read until you kind of look at it like this, okay? And I put Josh Allen in there. The five dates are July 5th, July 12th, July 20th, July 26th, and August 5th. Those are the sets. Each set is separated by a comma where it has their player ranking and overall ranking. Like, it, like I've mentioned in here, too, I'm probably going to change this up. I'm probably going to do it in a spreadsheet format and 
and then transferred into the guide, say, next year, uh, might make it a little bit easier to read. I'm kind of figuring that out. Um, the different colors, red means that they've dropped, um, like say from week one to week two. Josh Allen, as a, as a quarterback, dropped from the 21st overall to the 22nd overall. His overall ADP dropped from 210 to 218 overall. So for the second week, both sets of numbers highlighted in red. But then you'll notice in the third week, which will be the third set of numbers, he went from QB 22 to a QB 21 and from 218 overall to 159 overall. So big jump, but not a big jump in the position overall. Those are marked in green when they move up. If they don't move at all from week to week, it's in black. Just means that it's stable. Um, it's about the easiest thing I could come up with at the time that I started it. Now, when I get, <laughs> when I came up with a spreadsheet idea, it was after the fourth week, and I was already so involved with how this flow was coming in that I just left it and said, okay, I'm going to deal with it this year. Hopefully everybody can read it. The main thing is that last set of numbers, like for Josh Allen, it's QB 22, 206 overall. That's the most important. So you're going to get the flow on the cheat sheet. Everybody's ranked, you know, top to bottom. But that last set of numbers is what you're really looking at. And that's quite, most of it's about right. So you're going to take how I've ranked it in the tiers, and you're going to look, and you're going to see whereabouts you can take them if you so choose. I don't care if you take them a little bit earlier. It doesn't matter. You want your guy, go get your guy. But it's at least kind of giving you a little bit of an idea on where you can wait in your drafts. Specifically for uh, single quarterback leagues. Now, um, most of this is taken as PPR ranks, so it's the whole kibosh. You know, it's you're getting all your points, all your receptions, everything in there. So your guys that we know are PPR monsters, if you want to drop them down a little bit for half point or drop them, you know, a lot, you're looking more for touchdown upside in the standard leagues, it's fine. But for me... I don't give a shit what style I'm doing, what style of draft I'm in. Standard, uh, half point, full point. Because if you like a guy, you fucking like a guy. And we know the guys that can score the touchdowns. 
We know the guys that are going to get the more receptions. We just we just know that. Even even if it's like your second year playing fantasy football, you kind of know who the guys are. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, moving on to the depth charts. Uh, just everything that I used for the examples uh, came out of the Buffalo Bills, and it happens to be the first team uh, that's listed out of the AFC East. So basically looking at, when you're looking at the depth charts, you know, top to bottom at each position, you know, it's pretty standard. You got your starters to backups. Um, each sheet has the current, as of last week, um, guys that were cut, guys that retired, um, the guys who went on IR, who we'll get back to that part. Um, that type of things. The guys that are no longer on the team. On the, and that's all. Should always be on the left, uh, bottom left corner. On the bottom right corner will always be the off-season additions, the guys that they've brought in. Um, the guys in purple lettering are going to be your un, undrafted free agents, rookies. Guys who just couldn't make it into the seven rounds of this year's NFL draft. Anybody in black is somebody that black lettering, no box. Those are guys that maybe were on other teams or came from uh, the AAF. Guys that didn't spend enough time on an active NFL roster getting playing time to get their own uh, rating uh, from pro football focus. You know, and they could have been practice squad guys too. So that's those guys. If uh, get back to the IR, um, this is just a little notation. Uh, dark red lettering is generally means IR if they don't have any coloring whatsoever. Uh, aqua color will be all your rookies that were drafted this year. They do not have a rating because they were in college last year, of course. And then you have all the players that actually were able to get a rating and have included uh, the color chart. Uh, it goes all the way from dark blue to dark red. And, and that's kind of my generalization of what those rating colors mean. Goes elite, excellent, great, good, above average. Yellow is average. Then you have below average and poor. So dark, so dark blue, light blue, dark green, mid green, light green, yellow, orange, red. It's pretty easy once you once you kind of see that, which I have that little chart. And then you look at your depth charts and you kind of under get to understand um, how set the teams are at their certain positions. Now we have the 
DVOA, seasonal flow chart, DVOA is the most accurate way to rank a team's defense. And they do that based on, um, or not based on, but they separate it. You know, they do total defense. They do rush versus pass defense. And then the individual wide receiver positions, tight end, um, And then I've also included the DVP, which is defense versus position. Um, and that's points scored against the defense. Uh, there's also a defensive DVP. That is basic, basically that's the points. How do we say this? That's the points that hmm, a team gives up to the opposing defense. So it's a little bit different than, say, um, or uh, I, I apologize. That is. That is the team rank of the opposing defense versus that team's off the team's offense. So, like in the Buffalo Bills, when you look at the defensive DVP at the bottom, that is the ranking of what that what the Buffalo Bills give up to the opponent's defense. There we go. There we go. I got to fucking spit out. All right. Uh, anybody familiar with the, the spreadsheet that I put out, they know the defense versus position color ranking chart. Um, goes dark, you know, from green to red. Just once you look at it, you get yourself kind of familiar with it. I include the number, the actual ranking number um, in there and then color code it based on the number. And... It's separated into eights. There's 32 teams, so separated. So each each box represents four teams within the within the league at any given moment. So that chart is going to become very important because that's what I'm going to. That's what we'll be using in DFS. Once DVOA stabilizes, it will be able to find the good pockets of players to possibly use in our uh, DFS lineups each week. Now, I've also included same color scheme. Makes it easier. Uh, little thing that I did earlier the spring and it was uh, strength of schedule based on record versus DVOA strength of schedule and what I did was I took this year's schedule for each team did all the you know how the team's record and then and did the end of the season DVOA and inserted those 
and did the same thing. Total defense, rush versus pass, uh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and so on. And then I went through and kind of separated based on there, and I ranked it based on full season, first half, second half, and then the four quarters. Because I wanted to see if there was how much of a difference it was taking a team record versus an actual defense that they were facing. And there are some that have drastic differences. There are some that are almost, you know, spot on. So it's just kind of a fun little chart to kind of look at. And for right now, if you really want to, if you want to see if you're stuck on whether or not I should draft this guy versus that guy, um, you can kind of get a look at this and use this to kind of make that decision, kind of tip the scales. Otherwise, you know, do what everybody else does and actually hit me up on Twitter or through the Slack chat. That's fine, too. But what I've said with this is what I'm going to try and do is connect this to my DFS spreadsheet so I can, when I enter the numbers, they'll automatically enter into these sheets and create a chart that quite possibly can help out in draft targeting, or not draft targeting, but um, trade targeting and waiver targets. Now, that probably this won't stabilize until about week four. So even if I don't have it ready for week one, I can at least uh, have everything going by the time we get to the stabilization period. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. I'm hoping it works, and it should. It works in theory, so it should it should create an easier way for us to, like I said, target on waivers, uh, target and trade. We'll be able to look at the sheet and kind of go, okay, he's gonna take he's taking over like. Let's just say Z comes back and we got Tony Pollard. Nobody has Tony Pollard. Um, and it's kind of a bad example because Dallas has an awesome offensive line, so you're going to want Tony Pollard anyways. But just as an example, let's say we were on the bubble on whether or not Tony Pollard was worth it for the end of the season. We would be able to look at that chart look at his opponents and go yay or nay are we going to spend the money on it how much are we going to spend on it is he definitely worth paying up a little bit to make sure that we can secure him that's kind of what we're looking at so that's kind of how to read through that key skip all the way down to the bottom I'm going to keep 
this podcast rather short because I'm hoping I actually get a couple more in this week. We do have some DFS stuff to go through, and we do have some uh, contests because it's week three, so we'll get more of the starters in, even though Pete Carroll fucked everybody over by actually using the starters for the first half last night. So that was great. Um, there's one thing in here I just needed to know because I believe I forgot to do it. And that was on Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek Hill, as of the 5th of August, was wide receiver 7, 18th overall. I still think that is rather low. And he's going to go right around the 1-2 turn. So, I mean, if you were in a 16-team league, you wouldn't be having any issues with this. But in your 10-12s, uh, this is definitely something that you need to keep in mind if you want Tyreek Hill. Uh, he is going to go right around that first turn no matter what, all within a couple of picks, uh, positive or negatively. So just keep an eye on that. I forgot to put it in there. I meant to put it in there. It kept reminding me, and that's how I hate that. You ever hate that? You remember the shit that you're not thinking about, but the shit that you remind yourself about, you always forget to do. Just problems. Just problems. It could be just a plain simple fact that I'm fucking old. But any which way, I'm going to leave you guys there. And uh, like I said, I'm hoping to get a couple more podcasts out later this week. Uh, we'll delve in a little bit more DFS as I'm getting the spreadsheet set up this week. They will be out week one. For the love of God, everybody, please quit fucking asking me when this shit's coming out. It's not going to come out until week one. I'm going to take every bit of time to get this correct. It'll be out before the Thursday game with the Packers and the Bears. But what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and set these spreadsheets up so I have each individual week already made up. All I have to do is insert the CSVs from the sites and I'm setting up a new way so I can actually put the player position rankings in more easily so I can get the spreadsheet to come up more quickly each and every week. So at the very least, at the very latest, it would come out Thursday morning. Everybody knows I don't put a write-up out until Saturday morning. But we'll have a podcast, me going through the spreadsheet, kind of looking at the individual matchups and whatnot for each week. And then I will actually do the write-up Friday nights. So you got to bear with me on this because I want to get it right the first time. I'm talking about 17 weeks I have to enter in here. Once I get the first week set, I should be able to get every other week set up in there. But the main thing is I need to get this set up before the season hits. So I'm not scraping around 
trying to get each individual week done later in the season. This will only benefit every single person who uses the DFS spreadsheet. So please bear with me. Please stop asking. You're going to get it. You're going to get it, God damn it! You're going to fucking get it. With that being said, you guys all have a good one. Talk to you later in the week. Just going to take a second here. We did get the draft guide out. We, the royal we, me, um, got the draft guide out. Um, and I just want to use a little bit of time here after this podcast just to kind of thank everybody uh, for your continued interest and the stuff that I'm putting out. Um, yes, I realize I'm not getting fucking paid to do this. Uh kind of psychotic to put out a 130 page draft guide for free but it experiences everything on how to do it I kind of have a base now on how I'm going to be doing this if I continue to just put out my own draft guide which will make it easier in the season which means it'll come out a lot earlier um, but I want but I definitely need to say thank you to everybody that's been around, especially the guys that have been there since we were putting out um, the Daily Armory back in 2016. Uh, you guys have no idea how much I appreciate the support on these projects, and I wish nothing but continued success to everybody. Um, I'd like to thank... Uh, Steve Renner and Steve Marcella, uh, who support this project um, and continue to uh, be in the chat rooms uh, and work with the with subscribers at Full Time Fantasy, um, where I make a complete fool of myself and act like an asshat. And just deal with it on a daily basis. Thank you guys. Um, and then I'm going <laughs> to... Last but certainly not least, I'd like to thank uh, my buddy Paul Burkholz, who was like the one person outside of the realm of fantasy football that... You know, I tell him about the I tell him about these things that I'm gonna do, and he's like, and he's honestly about the only person that I know who isn't honestly, who probably isn't honestly laughing behind my back at doing free content for people, um, you know, across the country, and. Uh, yeah, I want to th- I want to thank him. I'm excited because he'll be in town 
this weekend for our big draft. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. Just remember the obedience rules. Don't get drunk during your draft. So I will not get drunk during my draft. I promise I will not get drunk during my draft. I will be completely sober. And I'm lying. I'm going to get drunk as fuck this weekend. And enjoy the shit out of (laughs) having my buddy back. So with that being said, guys, take it easy. I'll talk to you later this week.